0: The National Broadcasting Company presents Joel McRae in Tales of the Texas Rangers. From Hollywood, another authentic reenactment of a case transcribed from the files of the Texas Rangers. Tales of the Texas Rangers, starring Joel McRae as Ranger Jace Pearson. Only names, dates, and places are fictitious for obvious reasons. The events themselves are a matter of record. Case for tonight Death Plant.
1: It is 11 o'clock on the night of September 18, 1946. 14 miles east of Pembroke, Texas, on State Route 70 stands the First Community Church. Each Wednesday night, members of the congregation have been donating their services to the construction of a recreation hall. The evening's work is just over, and Tom Peters, a farmer, stands in the parking area, waiting for his wife to catch up to him. Shelby! All right!
2: Like and
3: don't forget, Mrs. Sweetie, when you right. mix the flour and oh, be I sure don't. you blend
4: it first with a couple of
2: tablespoons full of... Milk. Shelby! You're going to stand there at John the whole night? Oh!
4: Oh, that man. He's got no more patience than a fool in fly
3: time. I'll call you tomorrow. What makes you always in such a hurry?
2: Somebody in this family's got to be in a hurry. Leave it to you and never
3: get anywhere. Oh, now, Tom, you know you don't. Tom, you left the motor running.
2: I sure left it running. Told you I was going to. Battery's almost dead.
3: Oh, yes, I forgot. Now,
2: that no good, Will Fenton. Sell me a heap like this and call it a pickup truck. (laughs) Yeah, she's getting so a man can't trust nobody nowadays. You know what I'm going to do, Sylvie? I'm going to take him to law, just like I told him tonight.
3: You'll do no such thing, Tom
2: Peters. Will, too. Man and got some rights around here. Good to let people like Wasn't Will Fenton... Wasn't that a will...
3: pretty dress she had on tonight? who? No. Will Fenton's wife. Oh, she's such a pretty little thing, anyhow. He sure is good to her. Why, well, I bet that's the third new dress she's had in four months.
2: There, you see what I mean? Goes around cheating on his people so as he can buy dresses for his wife. Tom, Tom, hey. now don't take on so. You
3: know how hard trucks are to get and we waited along? Not alone? for this
2: piece of junk. I tell you, Sylvie, I'm going to take him to court.
3: Oh, oh. oh you've told him that every day since you bought the truck.
2: And I'll do it, too. you we'll see if I don't.
3: You oughtn't argue with him like you did tonight. At least not so close to the church. Mm. Well, here's the outer gate already. Don't take long when you got something to ride in. Maybe I better get out and open the gate so you can keep the motor no, running. No,
2: no, no, no. I'll open it. You just sit there. Now look what it's gone and done. Died on
3: me. I told you.
2: You didn't tell me no such thing. Well, reckon maybe you did.
3: Oh, you'll get it started again. Mm.
2: And no good, Will Fenton. Well, reckon i better get out and open the gate. If I can push over that little rise, we can coast down the slope and maybe she'll catch.
4: Now, you be careful, Tom Peters, pushing trucks at your age.
2: Just don't you worry about me. Tom? Yeah, what? There's a
4: funny sound in here, like something ticking.
2: Oh, it's just the engine cooling off. You women. You never understand nothing. Uh, got to get me a bumper gate one of these days. Business getting out every time you oh, want to... this chicken don't
4: sound like
2: no engine cooling off. Now, Sylvie, I told you it was just... Ah! Oh. Oh.
5: Sylvie! Sylvie! Oh.
1: The explosion of the truck killed Sylvie Peters immediately. Her husband was found unconscious and taken to the Pembroke Hospital where his condition was pronounced serious. The sheriff investigating the case requested the help of a Texas ranger, and Ranger Jace Pearson was assigned, joining the sheriff at the scene of the explosion a little after 2 a.m. Yeah, there's the truck, Jace. What's left of it. Not a very pretty way to die. Murder's never very pretty, Sheriff. The gate, was it open when you got here? Yeah, Tom must have got out to open it. That's how he missed getting killed. Uh. This bomb, Jace. you reckon it was tossed at him? Not likely. The way the cab of the truck's blown, I'd say the bomb was planted in there. We'll have to... You see something? Yeah. Here, hold my light, will you, Sheriff? Sure. You're right on that spot. Yeah. Here's part of your bomb, Sheriff. Why? It's just a hunk of split lead pipe. That's right plumbing pipe from the looks of it. How do you know that's part of the bomb? Tom might have been carrying a lead pipe in the back of his truck. Look at the way it's split down the seam. The powder burns. Move the light around a bit, Sheriff. Yeah. Hey, wait a minute. Hold it. Here's something else. What is it, Jason? A mainspring out of an alarm clock. I'll call Austin and get a lab crew to give this place a good going over. At least we know what killed Sylvia Peters. A homemade time bomb. We went to the hospital and waited. A little after seven that morning, Tom Peters was conscious and strong enough to answer questions. He was covered with bandages, but he opened his eyes when we walked into his room.
5: Hello, Tom. Uh, Tom.
2: This is Ranger Pearson. He'd like to ask you a few
5: questions.
2: (laughs) Mr.
1: Peters. Oh, now easy, Tom.
5: Sometimes when I'd be working out in the fields and it was hot, she'd come all the way out just to bring me a picture of that.
2: Oh, now, Tom, you don't have to talk about it.
5: 32 years. We've been married 32 years.
1: Mr. Peters, do you have any idea who might have done this?
5: Will Fenton is the one that did this. I'll it. Oh, easy, Tom. <laughs> easy, boy.
1: What makes you sure Will Fenton set that bomb?
5: I, I was going to take it to court. And I got it, that truck he stole me. That's why he blew it up, so
1: I couldn't prove nothing. But, Tom, Will Fenton wouldn't try to kill you just because he was scared of going to court. How long ago did you buy that truck, Mr. Peters?
5: Five, six days ago.
1: (laughs) Fenton lived far from here, Sheriff. Ten miles, a little less, maybe
5: you got to get him, Sheriff. Get him,
1: Don't worry, Mr. Peters. If Will Fenton set that bomb, we'll get him. We drove out to the Fenton farm and found an attractive young woman in the kitchen whom the Sheriff introduced as Vern Fenton, Will's wife. She told us Will was expected any minute, he settled down over some coffee, and waited. Mrs. Fenton had already heard about the death of Sylvia Peters.
4: I just can't understand it. Who'd want to do something like that to poor Sylvie?
1: That's what we're trying to find out, Miss Fenton.
4: She was so sweet. When we moved here, she was the first one to come visit us.
1: You and your husband aren't from around here then, ma'am.
4: No. I was raised on a ranch about a hundred miles east. Will worked on a ranch near us.
1: How long have you had this place?
4: Since right after we got married. Not quite a year now. Ranger, you haven't said why you wanted to see my husband.
1: We just want to ask him a few questions about last night.
4: But I don't understand. Hi,
1: he... right, Sheriff. Howdy, Will. Yeah, this is Ranger Pearson.
2: He wants to have a little talk with you. All right, sure, sure. Glad to oblige.
4: You want some coffee, Will? Yeah, I don't bother,
1: honey. i pour it
4: myself. I'll do
1: it. Uh, sit down. Thanks. Yeah, you know, Ranger, what can I do for you? Mr. Fenton, I suppose you heard about what happened to Tom and Sylvia Peters last night. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that it's an awful thing. It's awful, it makes me feel real bad. I I sold Tom that truck. We heard there was a lot of hard feelings between you and Tom about that truck. Tom says you cheated him, Will. Says he was going to take you to court about it. Well, that's crazy, Sheriff. Tom knew that truck. is in bad shape when he bought it. But you did have some hot words over it later, huh? Well, you know, Tom gets a little excited, that's all. You were at the church last night, weren't you? Sure, sure, me and Vern both. Did you stay inside the recreation hall the whole time? Yeah, I don't remember. Maybe I sipped out for a little, air. Not sure. I think you'd better try to remember. You saying I set that bomb in Tom's truck? I'm not saying anything yet. But how did you know it was set there? It might have been thrown in when Tom stopped at his gate. Yeah, well, that's what everybody's saying. It was a time bomb. Look, Ranger, I admit Tom and I had a few words, but you don't think I'd kill him, do you? There's been a murder. It's my job to ask questions. Oh, sure, sure. You're only doing your job. you're barking up the wrong tree if you think I killed him. You better find somebody who really hated Tom. That's just what we're going to do. Don't go too far from your farm, Mr. Fenton, because we might be back to see you. We spent the rest of that day and half the night checking on people who knew Tom Peters and his wife. It was about 2.30 the next morning when we decided to turn in. The sheriff suggested a cup of coffee at the diner across from the courthouse. <sighs> ah, man, I know one thing, Jace. I sure am tired. Yeah, I could use a little sleep myself. Got it, Sheriff. Ranger. What'll it be? Coffee
2: for me, Eddie.
1: Ranger? Same. Two coffees.
2: You fellas up pretty late tonight. Working on that Peter Bowman?
1: That's right. Well,
2: it shouldn't be too hard to find the fellow that did that.
1: How do you mean?
2: Well, now, I don't want to be talked behind nobody's back, but it appears like everybody in town knew old Tom was feuding with Will Fenton about the pickup truck Will sold him. I wouldn't want Will to be sore at me. <laughs> hey, excuse me a minute, Jen. Well, yeah, it looks like everywhere we turn, we get the story about the fight
1: between Will Fenton it and Tom. Tom. Must have heard it 20 yep. times already. Yeah, just yeah we'll head out there again in the morning. Have another talk okay, with I'll him.
2: Okay, I'll
1: get him for you. The phone operator wants you, Sheriff. Says
2: it's right important. Oh, thanks, Eddie. How's old Tom, Ranger? Heard he was hurt pretty bad. He'll pull through all
1: right. And Doc said tonight he was out of danger. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure glad to hear it. Old hey, Tom, you know, he blows off of steam, but... What? He don't mean nothing. We'll be right I out. He's sure going to miss Sylvie, though. Sorry. All right, Jace, come on. We're not going to get to sleep yet. What's the matter? That was Will Fenton. He just found a bomb under his house.
0: In just a moment, we will continue with Tales of the Texas Rangers, starring Joel McRae as Ranger Jace Pearson.
1: sheriff and I rushed out to the Fenton farm. We spotted Will standing in front of the house in a bathrobe. When we pulled up, he came running over to the car. Where's the bomb, Mr. Fenton? It, it was in a box. It's ticking like a clock. Where is it? I'll show you. I, I moved it away from the house out in that field. There. Yeah, it's a good way to get your head blown off. My wife, she's still asleep. I didn't want to scare none. Uh, There it is by that mesquite over got All right. You stay here with the sheriff. What are you figuring to do, Jace? Deactivate that bomb. Yeah, well, now, don't be crazy, Jace. It won't hurt nobody where it is. Let it go off by itself. I need it for evidence. Do you want some help? No, thanks. Be careful, Jace. Yeah.
2: How are you making out? It's
1: all right now, Sheriff. Sure now, Ranger... You sure that thing's out of commission? Well, it should be. I pulled the wires and stopped the clock mechanism. Another homemade job, Jay? Yeah. Hey, you know, if I'd have thought of that, I, I probably should have dumped it in a pail of water and saved you all that race screen That's the worst thing you can do with a bomb, Mr. Fenton, unless you know what it's made of. It might have chemicals in it that get set off by water. How'd you happen to find it? Oh, yeah, well, I, I, I woke up uh, maybe a few minutes before I tried to get you... Uh, uh, I thought I heard somebody walking around outside the house, and I come out to How come it? you don't keep a dog out here, Will? Uh, well, all kind of my wife, Sheriff. She's scared of him. Exactly where'd you find this bomb, Mr. Fenton? Right under where our bedroom is. You think of anybody who might have planted it there? Uh, I don't have to think. I saw who did it. You what? Yeah, I saw his car when he drove away. I knew that jalopy anywhere. It was Clint Mockler. Who's Clint Mockler? The young cowpoke I used to work with before I got married. He's no good. Never was. Used to bother Vern all the time, and he stole a diamond ring from the boss. His wife Cuts into to Huntsville for two years. How long ago was that?
5: Uh,
1: maybe 15 months. Probably out on parole, Jase. Uh-huh. You sure it was him here tonight? Well, I saw him, I tell you. Uh, and a little over a week ago, when I was coming back from town, he was parked in his jalopy a mile or so down the road. He was just just sitting there looking up toward our house. Did you tell your wife about that? Oh, no, no, no. It'd get her all upset. I see. Then tonight was the second time you've seen him around here. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Only way I can figure it is, when he got out of jail, he heard about Vern and me being married. It made him sore enough to want to kill us. You sure you didn't see him around church Wednesday night? No. Uh, I don't mean he couldn't have been there. I've been thinking like you, Jace, but it just don't make sense. If this fellow was mad at the Pentons here, why would he want to kill old Tom and Sylvie a- unless he was crazy? Don't think he was crazy, Sheriff. Got a hunch he just made a mistake. How do you mean? Don't forget, Sheriff, Tom Peters only bought that pickup a week ago. Mr. Fenton here.
5: Yeah. Oh,
2: then it was the Fentons he was after all the time. Only he didn't know the truck had changed
1: hands. Could be. He yeah, gotta get this mockler, Ranger. He's no good. He'll try to kill us again. Maybe next time we make it. You gotta get him. We have to find him first. Uh, he's working over at the Williams Ranch now. At least about fifty miles from here near Delby.
4: Well, something wrong?
1: Oh, Vern, honey, thought you was asleep.
4: I heard you talking. What's that
1: thing? We had a little excitement, ma'am. It's all right now. Honey, I, I don't want you to get upset, but I reckon I have to tell you sooner or later. Might as well be now. Clint Boxley tried to set this bomb under a place.
4: Clint? But, but he couldn't have. He's in jail.
1: Not anymore, Mrs. Fenton, but don't you worry. We'll get him.
4: He couldn't have tried to kill us. I don't believe it. Honey, you
2: don't know him the way I do. I worked with him. He's no good. He's rotten, clear as like I always told you.
1: Well,
2: Jase, I reckon we better get going.
1: Yeah, I want to get this bomb to Pembroke for the lab crew to check over. Then if we hurry, we can make the Williams Ranch before breakfast. At the ranch, they told us our best bet for finding Clint Mockler was to take horses and look for the foreman, Hank Snyder. He described Clint and told us he was at a loading pen near the Santa Fe tracks. As we approached, we saw several men loading cattle into the cars. Uh, reckon that's him over there, Jase, straddle that fence. Yeah, we'll soon find out, Sheriff. Oh, oh, Charky. Oh, oh. Hey, you. Yeah? You Clint Mockler? That's right.
2: What you want? Come here a minute. All right. Shove up next empty, will
5: you?
1: Uh, What you want, Ranger? The sheriff and I want to talk to you. What about? You been over to Pembroke lately? Maybe. Why? Did you see the Fenton's? Hey, what's all this about? You're still on parole, aren't you, Clint? So what? Ain't against the law to go to Pembroke. Why did you want to see the Fentons? Vern's an old friend of mine. Guess I just want to talk to him. Did you talk to him? No. Why not? Well, when I got out of jail, I wrote Vern a letter. She didn't answer, but last week I decided to drive over anyway. What kept you from seeing her? Nothing. But after I got there, I started thinking maybe he didn't want to see me. Then Will drove past in his truck, and I knew when I saw him, it wouldn't be any good for me to go up there. Did Will stop and talk to you? No. Slowed down, just looked at me.
6: Look, Ranger, what's all this about, anyhow?
1: Somebody put a bomb in that truck. It killed a woman named Sylvie Peters. We figured a killer meant to get Will and his wife, because last night he put a bomb under Will's house. What? Did Vern get her? No, she's all right. What about you? You were seen driving away from the Fenton farm early this morning. That's a lie. I wasn't anywhere near. Where were you? In town. Anybody with you? No. What time did you get back to the ranch? I don't know, maybe three. Out till three in the morning and got to get up at five. What are you trying to hand us, boy? I don't need much sleep. I got plenty of it down at Huntsville. How about Wednesday night, Clint? Where were you then? Wednesday? Well, I, I drove over to see a friend about fifteen miles south of here. What's your friend's name? I want to talk to him.
5: Uh, it
1: won't do any good. Why not? Because when I got there, it wasn't home. I think you better come back to Pembroke with us. Honest, Ranger, I didn't have nothing to do with come it. Come on, Clint. Let's go. Look, Ranger, how long I got to stay here? I told you everything I know. I'm afraid it's not enough. Unless you can prove where you were in the last two nights. Why so? I can't I prove it? Nobody saw me. You know why, don't you? Because you're lying. The first night you were over at the church, planting a bomb in the Peters' truck. I don't even know the Peters' Of course you don't, but you know Will and Vern Fenton, and it was them you were trying to kill. That ain't so. Why would I want to kill Vern? How long have you known Vern, Clint? Gone on four years. You know her pretty well, didn't you? I was crazy about it. We're going to get married. Would have, too, if it, you... If you hadn't gone to jail. Yeah. I don't blame her, though. Not wanting to wait for a jailbird. Sure, I got a little sore when I heard you married Will, but I wouldn't kill her. you got to believe that. Are you still in love with her, Clint? Yeah, I guess I am. And you didn't try to kill her? No. No, somebody's trying to put the finger on me, just like last time when they said I stole a diamond ring. What about the ring?
6: I never took it.
1: Somebody must put it in my pocket. Didn't even know it was there till they searched me. Now you're trying to put me away again for something I didn't do. You were seen driving away from the Fenton farm just after the bomb was planted.
3: Who saw me? Will Fenton. Oh, I did. Wait a minute. Now I'm
2: beginning to get it. What? What a dope I am. All the time I
1: was in the pen, I tried to figure you planted that ring on me. Now I know. It was Will Fenton. Making up lies won't help you none, Clint. Why would I want to lie now? I served my time for stealing the ring, didn't I? But I didn't steal it. Will Fenton did. What makes you think so? That ain't hard to figure out. He was always jealous of me and
6: Vern. Warned for himself. That's why he got me out of the way before, and that's what he's trying to do now.
1: Sheriff, you have got somebody we can leave Clint with for a while? Deputies in the next room. Take him in there, will you? Yeah.
0: Come on. Look, he's, he's trying to frame you again, Ranger. That's what he's trying Hold to do. Hold this fellow for a
1: spell,
2: will you, Charlie? You ready to file charges against him,
1: Jase? Not yet, Sheriff. What's the matter? You don't believe the stuff he was handing us, do you? I don't know. There's still a few things that don't feel right. Like what? Like Will telling us where Clint Mockler worked. How did he know? Well, he... probably from that letter Clint wrote to Miss Fenton. Yeah, that's probably the way he found out. But I got a hunch he opened the letter and she never saw it. What makes you think that? Because she didn't even know Clint was out of prison. What does this all prove, Jase? That maybe a husband's jealousy is behind the whole thing? How would you say Clint felt about Will's wife? I'd say he was still pretty sweet on her. So would I. And if he is, why would he want to kill her? Are you saying Fenton planted that bomb under his house himself? I'm not saying yet. Then there's something I don't get. If that's true, it was Will Fenton who killed Sylvie Peters. Uh Uh-huh. But that don't make sense. It does if Fenton wanted Clint to have a real murder to answer for. Get him out of the way for good. He'd have to be awful smart to plant it that careful. What's our next step, Chase? Talk to Mrs. Fenton. Find out if she still cares anything about Clint. And if she does... And we'll see what makes a jealous husband tick. Oh, hi, Ranger. Sure. Will? Come on in. Did you pick up Clint Mugler? Your wife around, Mr. Fenton? Yeah, sure. Do you mind calling her? Oh, sure, sure. Vern, honey?
4: Yeah.
1: Come in here a minute. I still don't see why you want her. What is it? Oh. I'll answer your question now, Mr. Fenton. We picked up Clint Mockler today over at the Williams Ranch. Oh, it's fine, Ranger. Yeah, we can all breathe easier, knowing he's buying bars now.
4: You mean he did it?
1: We don't know yet, ma'am, but we're holding him for investigation until we get this bombing business straightened out.
4: But he wouldn't do it. I, I know he wouldn't. Looks pretty
1: bad for him, Ms. Fenton. Honey, I've been telling you all along, you don't know him. He's just no good.
4: I can't believe it. I just can't believe it.
1: Mr. Fenton, when you saw Clint's car down the road about a week ago, did you stop and speak to him? Mm, no. Why should I? Then how did you know he was working over at the Williams Ranch? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I could have heard it in town. We understand that Clint wrote your wife a letter after he got out of prison. Could you have learned it from that?
4: Clint wrote me a letter?
1: That's what he says, ma'am. How about it, Mr. Fenton? Did he? I suppose he did. I suppose I opened it. Nothing wrong with a husband protecting his wife against a criminal, is he?
4: What do you mean, opening my letter? It's no good,
1: honey. I tried to tell you I only took that letter so you wouldn't get upset. That's
4: not it. You kept his letter for me because you were afraid. Honey,
1: will you listen to I've me?
4: I've listened I... to you long enough telling me not to wait for Clint, talking I... me into marrying you when I didn't love you. Honey... If you I... told me I'd learn to love you while well, I didn't. And you know why? Because I. still... That's love enough. Him.
1: Talk about our private affairs and when we're alone. Uh anything more you want from us, Ranger? We'd like to search your house, if you don't mind. Yeah, what for? I think we might find some things that'll help us clear up this case. Suppose I say no. Maybe this warrant will change your mind. Okay. What do you want to look at? We're looking for any pipe or wire you have around. Sure, sure. i got some sewer pipe and bailing wire out in that shed. You're welcome to see it. That's not what the ranger means, Will, and you know it. Lead pipe and electric wire. The kind they use to make a bomb. What'd it prove if you found it? Nothing until we get it to the lab. Then we could tell if it was the same kind used in both bombs. Yeah, there's none of that stuff around here.
4: How about the pipe in the I closet? I told you once
1: before, Ranger, I tell you again, you're barking up the wrong tree. Well, just a...
4: how about the pipe in the closet?
1: How about it, Mr. Fenton? Oh, no, no. That, that stuff, that that ain't what you're after. I'd like to take a look at it.
4: I'll show you, Ranger. The closet's right this way.
1: Oh, I, I know the pipe she's talking about. That ain't what you're after. Ain't Let it? the ranger be
2: the judge of that, Will. Yeah, sure, sure. It's in here, ranger. You saw it last week.
4: It was right in here.
2: One large and... Now, uh, wait a minute, honey. I know where it is.
1: Women don't know anything about pipe. She... Look behind these boxes. Here it is. Right
6: here. Hold it. I see you.
1: Hold it, I said. killer! Drop that pipe! Let me kill her! No! Let me go! Let me go! Uh, Sir, so if I get these cuffs on you... Now, no, 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 you're all right, Miss Fenton. Kill her. One, I'm a killer. I can't have her. neither can he. I'm killer. You've done all the killing you're going to do, Fenton. Now it's the state's turn. Faced with the laboratory evidence against him, Will Fenton made a full confession to the murder of Sylvie Peters. On October 16, 1946, he was tried and convicted. On November 22, 1947, at Huntsville Penitentiary, he died in the electric chair.
0: Next week, Joel McRae in another authentic reenactment of a case from the files of the Texas Rangers. Joel McRae is currently seen starring in the Universal International Technicolor production, Cattle Drive. The cast included Tony Barrett, Virginia Gregg, Bill Johnstone, Parley Bear, Charlotte Lawrence, and Lamont Johnson. Technical advisor was Captain M.T. Lone Wolf Gonzalez of the Texas Rangers. This story was transcribed and adapted by Charles E. Israel, and the program was produced and directed by Stacy Keach. Hal Gibney speaking. and places in the following story are fictitious for obvious reasons. The events themselves are a matter of record. (laughs) And now, from the files of the Texas Rangers, the case called Pickup. It is
1: 11.30 on the night of July 15th, 1948. In a hobo jungle just outside the freight yards of Stone Canyon, Texas, two men crouch beside a small fire.
6: Ain't that coffee ready yet, Whitey? Before you know it, the freight will be here. Well, it ought to be ready now. Hand me them two tin cans. Catch. <laughs> I wish we was already riding that rattler, Joe. I'm getting cold. You're always getting cold. Well, it's my chest. <laughs> It ain't been right since last winter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right, here's your coffee. You know, I've been thinking, Joe, maybe we ought to stick around a while. What for? Well, there's plenty of work here. <laughs> uh, besides, I'm getting tired. Always moving. Never getting set long enough to rest. <clears throat> now, what's the matter? This coffee.
3: What'd you put in it?
6: Oh, I made it the same as always, oh, Joe. I ought to know better than to let you make it, Whitey. You never could make a cup of coffee fit to drink. Hey, come on, let's grab that rattler. Hey, you're pouring the coffee on the fire. That's all. It's good for put our fires. Come on, let's go. Well, let me finish my coffee first. Come on, come on, Whitey. You want to miss this break? Well, uh, okay, Joe. Joe, Joe, wait. I can't run so fast. Come on, come on, Whitey. Joe. Joe, no, I'm trying, Joe. Wait, wait. Not empty, Whitey, with the door open. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, hurry up, will you? Uh, I can't, can't think it, Joe. Give me a hand. Uh, there uh, you go. Uh, I don't know why I bother with you. More trouble. Move out of the way. I want to get the door closed. There might be some railroad takes around. out. Yeah, yeah. That's better. Joe. Yeah. There's somebody else riding in this car. Over in the corner. Well, so what? You don't own the railroad. But well, he's laying on his face. Something's wrong with him. Nah, he's probably drunk. Leave him be. Well, maybe he's sick. <laughs> I'm gonna. To... Joe! Now what's the matter with you? This guy. He's dead. What? Here, let me see. Yeah. We had to pick this car. We gotta get out of here, Joe. You crazy, Whitey? This rattler's moving too fast now. We get killed. Well, if the cops find us in here with that stiff, they'd send us away for good. We gotta get out of here, Joe. Wait, I got a better idea. He's gonna get out. You. You're going to throw a dead man off the train? And... Why not? He won't care. <laughs> I still think we ought to leave him be. Get out soon as the rattler slows down near a town. What's the matter, you chicken? Come on, get hold of his other arm. Joe, no. no, no. won't grab it, Whitey. Now, now, let's get him over to the door. <laughs> oh, I feel sick. You're always feeling sick. Sure is rough country out there. Okay. Throw him out. There we go <coughs> yeah. And I Don't have to worry about him no more. Okay, Whitey. What do
7: you say we get some sleep?
0: The body was found in a rocky ravine a day later
6: by a Mexican nester, Julio Ramirez, who rode to the nearest town and reported his discovery.
1: In the absence of the sheriff, the rangers were notified. Within two hours, rangers Jace Pearson and Clay Morgan were riding toward the ravine together with Ramirez. How much farther, Julio? Oh,
6: he's not far, senor. Just over this slope. The dead one, he's there at the bottom. Are
1: you sure you never saw him before?
6: Yeah, pero no, senor. And I would know because in a whole year I see maybe like six people. Uh, this one I never seen. That's why it was uh, such a great surprise to find the dead one. Oh, Rosita, she, she was so scared. Rosita? Yeah, that's my burro, senor. She was uh, so scared. Ah, ah Senor, uh, uh, there, there, there is the dead one. He's down there by the rocks.
0: Oh, oh, boy. Charting. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Chase, railroad
1: tracks in this side of the ravine. Uh-huh. Julio? Yes, sí, senor. How often do the trains come past here?
6: Oh, uh, two times a day, senor. But uh, they do not carry a lot
1: of people. You mean the freight trains? Si, sí, si, sí, that, that's it, Fre- freight trains. We could have fallen off one of these freights, Jason. Yeah, we'll know better when we get a look at the body. Get up, Charlie. Come, Come up. On. Arre, Rosita, arre. No,
7: no, no, Rosita, don't be scared. The dead one will not hurt
1: you, querida. Easy, Charlie. Yes, Easy, boy. Yes,
7: senores, my Rosita, she's uh, still scared. If you don't need me some more... You can go
1: now, Julio. Thanks for helping us.
7: Uh, por nada, senora. I'll be in my shack over that hill. Arre. Adios, senores.
1: Oh, Charlie. Oh, boy. Whoa. Uh, Let's get to work, Clay. Hey, shirt's torn. There's dirt and rock dust all over his back. Looks like he did fall off one of those freights or got pushed. Turn him over, will you? Yeah. Chase. Yeah, shot in the chest. Well, that's our first break. Bullet didn't go through the body. We'll be able to turn the slug over to ballistics. I'll check him for identification. Not what you'd call a pretty boy, is he? Rolling down that hill didn't improve his looks any. You find anything?
2: Not yet. Pockets are clean. I don't think we'll get much from the dungarees in the shirt. Hey, wait a minute. What is it? Laundry mark on the shirt. CJ405.
1: That's yeah, some help.
2: Not too much. We'll have to check every laundry in Texas to find out where this came from.
1: I got a hunch we may not have to do that. That stain on his shirt, and those two on his dungarees. What would you say they were? It could be crude oil. Uh huh. We'll take a look at his shoes. Some more stains on top, and oil caked in the soles. Yeah, looks like he worked in the oil fields. We'll have the lab go over these clothes, but it sounds like a pretty good bet. An awful lot of all towns in Texas, Jace. Yeah, but only one I know of on this rail line. You mean
2: that boom town
5: south of here?
1: That's it, Ralston. Well, I suppose we find out he did come from there. How'd he get in one of those freights, and who pushed him off right here at this spot? We'll worry about that later. Come on, Clay. We got a lot to do before we head for Ralston. <laughs> We arranged for the local justice of the peace to bring the body into town. Then we photographed the dead man and the laundry mark on his shirt. Three hours later, we were in Ralston checking the laundries. The second one told us what we wanted to know. The dead man was Carl Jessup, an oil well rigger who worked for an independent operator named Hamlin. We located Hamlin at one of his drilling rigs.
0: Well, what can I do for you, Rangers? We'd like to ask you a few questions. Uh, sure, excuse me just a minute. Scotty! Tell Al over in the Knowledge House
6: to come on out and check that bit when you get her up. All right, what kind
1: of questions? You know a rigger named Carl Jessup? I did. What do you mean you did? Well, he worked for me till two nights ago. Didn't show up for work the next morning, so I figured he took off. Any reason why he'd do that? Well, he'd just been paid a month's wages. Maybe he just wanted to move on, work someplace else. But he didn't tell you he was going to quit. No, he didn't. Wasn't surprised, though. Why not? Well, Carl was always kind of restless. Big, homely boy. Got the idea he was always unhappy about something. Anything in particular he was unhappy about? Well, I I don't rightly know.
6: Seemed like he was carrying a grudge against the world because he was born so homely, I guess. But that's only a guess.
1: Clay, show Mr. Hamlin the photo.
0: Yeah. Is that Jessup?
1: Yeah, that's him, all right. It was kind of funny, Ranger.
0: Was he hurt or something?
1: He was murdered, Mr. Hamlin. Shot through the chest. Murdered? But who'd want of... That's what a... we're trying to find out. Did Jessup ever fight with any of the other oil workers around Ralston? Nothing I know of. Like I say, he was quiet and never cracked a smile, but I never seen him fight with nobody. When was the last time you saw him? Well, like I say, two nights ago. I just paid the men, and most of us went down to the Bonanza Cafe for a glass of beer. Uh, Jessup was there. Did he seem upset about anything? Upset? <laughs> no.
6: Matter of fact, he was... Looking happier than I ever seen him look.
1: Can't say as I blame him neither. How do you mean? Well, he was talking with the prettiest redhead I've
6: seen in a long time.
1: Oh, you know her name? No, no, never seen her before. But can you describe her? Pretty hard. She's about uh, five four, and built like a. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Didn't it strike you funny, Mister Hamlin, that a pretty girl like that'd be
2: hanging around an ugly fella like Jessup? Well, maybe it did a little, but. You never know
1: about women. Besides, I I figured that was strictly their business. Did you see them
6: leave the cafe together? Might have. Couldn't swear to it. I remember looking up once and they were both gone. Say, you figure this gal shot, Carl?
1: We don't figure anything yet. This Bonanza Cafe, is it near the freight yards? Yeah, about a block away. Uh Uh-huh. How much money did Jessup get paid that night? Well, I'd have to check my
6: records to tell you exact, but uh, I know it was a right fair amount. Worked a lot of overtime. Must come to him six hundred odd dollars. Are you thinking the same thing I am, Chase?
1: Yeah, sounds like the old confidence game. All right. And from what we know of Jessup, he was a sitting duck for it. Mr. Hamlin, you mind taking a trip to Austin with us? What for, Ranger? We want you to go through our mug file of confidence girls. Maybe you can identify a pretty redhead. <laughs> How about that one, Mr. Hamlin? Oh, no, that ain't her. Now, look, Ranger. I'm glad to help out if I can, but I'm getting a little tired of looking at Gal's pictures. We don't have many more to go through. Hand me that last bunch of folders, Clay. Sure. Here. Take a look at this one. Mm, nope, nope. Don't even look like it. Besides, that one's a blonde. Gad, you once got red hair. Real red. It might be dyed. This one look familiar? Mm, I don't... Wait a
5: minute.
1: Here, yeah, let me take another look. Yeah, that's her, Ranger. That's her. Who oh, is it, Jase? Lil Dunlop. Served three terms at Gorey. Confidence record. I didn't recognize her at first. Looks a mite younger in that picture. That was taken four years ago. You sure she's the one? I couldn't miss her. She's sure got a pretty face. So
6: she's the one that shot Jessica. Huh?
1: More likely the man she works with. Man? I didn't see no man with her and Jessup. You wouldn't have. He was probably waiting outside the cafe, maybe in the freight
6: yard. Well, how'd you find out who the man was, uh, if there was one?
1: Lil Dunlap's record ought to tell us something. Uh-huh. Yeah. You find something, Jace? Could be. Each time Lil was arrested, she was with a man named Charlie Bond. You want me to get his file out? Yeah, but first take Mr. Hamlin over to the colonel and see if he gets transportation back to Ralston. Sure. Come on, Mr. Hamlin. All right. That's you. Uh,
2: meet
1: you back here, Jase? No, by the teletypes. I'm going to get out an all points bulletin on Lil Dunlop and Charlie Bond.
0: In a moment, we will continue with Tales of the Texas Rangers, starring Joel McRae as Ranger Jase Pearson.
5: We continue now
0: with Tales of the Texas Rangers and our authentic story Pickup.
1: We got out an all points bulletin on Lil Dunlap and Charlie Bond with orders to spot and keep under surveillance but not to apprehend. Clay worked south and I worked north, hoping to get some line on them. The first day passed without results, so did the second. The third day at noon, I received an urgent radio call from Clay. I met him back at company headquarters. Well, you got back here in a hurry, Jase. What's up, Clay? Phone call from San Antonio about Lil Dunlop. Never oh, spotted. Well, not exactly, but a rancher identified her as the girl who picked him up in a cafe last night. She invited him to a party.
5: Uh-huh.
1: Then a shortcut through the freight yards. A man jumped out, slugged him, and rolled him for all his money. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Same old pattern. Did the rancher get a look at the man? No, Jason. it was too dark, but it's a good bet it was Charlie Bond. How much did they get away with this time? Over $800. Whew. Doing all right. Yeah, not for long, I hope. You know, they must be pretty confident to start operating so soon after they murdered Carl Jessup. Yeah, but at least they're operating. And sooner or later, we'll get them. Probably not in San Antonio though. Chances are they moved on as soon as they made their haul there last night. Maybe. Hey. hey, wait a minute. What's on your mind? San Antonio? San Antone. Where's that folder with Charlie Bonds' record? Over on the other desk.
2: You got an idea,
1: Jase? Yeah, I'll tell you in a second. here's what I want. Take a look at that page, Clay. Second paragraph. I don't get it, Jase. It's just as Charlie once attempted to escape from Huntsville with his cellmate, a guy named Earl Dorn, otherwise known as Mousy Dorn. You know this fellow? I sent him off on his last trip to Huntsville. He worked the confidence racket, same as Charlie Bond. Yeah, but what's that got to do with... San Antone, Clay? That's where Mousy lives. Never operated any other place. You don't think he was in on that job with the other pair last night, do you? No, but if he was as good a friend of Charlie as I think he was, Charlie wouldn't leave San Antone without seeing him. Maybe he and the girl even stayed with Mousy. Could be worth our paying a visit, huh? Yeah. Come on, Clay. Let's get to San Antone. This is it. Doesn't look like anybody lives here. We'll soon find out. Not what you'd call a fancy house. Mousy never did go in much for trimmings. didn't think anybody was here. Try the door. Yeah. Right, Jay, she's going out the back window. Yeah. yeah.
7: Hold it, Mousie. Uh, let me go. Come on. L- l- come on. Let me go, huh?
1: Stick around, Mousie. It's not polite to walk out on your visitors
7: Why? I, I ain't done nothing, Ranger. Yeah,
1: why are you trying to run away?
7: I, I wasn't trying to run away. I, I just got scared. L- let me go, huh?
1: Sure. Now, come on. Let's go sit down. We want to have a little talk with you.
7: What are you after me for, Ranger? I've been living, right? Ever since I got out a hunch, Phil.
1: Sit down, Mousie. Yeah. yeah,
7: sit down. James, over here on the sink.
1: Yeah, you been having visitors, Mousie? Huh?
7: Uh, no, no, no. I, I, I ain't had no visitors, no.
1: You usually drink coffee out of three cups at once?
7: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot. Uh, uh, my aunt and uncle from Houston, uh, they come by for a cup of coffee. I see. Yeah.
1: A middle cup, Clay. Hold it by the bottom and bring it here, will you? Yeah. Right, thanks. So your aunt and uncle were here.
7: Yeah, yeah, my, my aunt and uncle, yeah.
1: What color's your aunt's hair, Mousie? Huh?
7: Uh, she's, uh, uh, she's, uh, she got gray hair, yeah.
1: You sure it isn't red, Mousie?
7: Yeah, yeah, What? Well, why?
1: Because the lipstick on this cup is bright orange, the kind a of red-headed woman might wear. You sure it was your aunt and uncle that were here?
7: I, uh, well, I, It could I, have I, been
1: uh, Lil Dunlop and Charlie Bond, couldn't it, Mousie?
7: Charlie? Uh, I ain't seen him a long time. A real long time, Ranger.
1: How many times have you been in Huntsville?
7: I don't remember. Uh, 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 twice, I think. Three
1: times, I know.
7: Yeah. Yeah, I remember now. It was three times, yeah.
1: You know what happens yeah. when you get sent up again? Oh,
7: you you can't send me up again. I ain't done nothing. We're
1: looking for Charlie Bond and Lil Dunlop. They were here, weren't they? No. If they were here and you don't tell us, the charge would be harboring criminals. The judge will throw the book at you.
7: They weren't here, I tell you.
1: All right, Clay. Let's take these cups down to the sheriff's office. We'll bring Mousy along for company.
7: Oh, you, you can't take me in. I ain't done nothing.
1: We won't keep you long. Just till we take the fingerprints off these cups. Fingerprints? Uh-huh. As Soon as we find out they don't belong to Charlie and Lil, we'll bring you back home. You ready, Mousy? Oh.
7: Oh. oh, wait a minute.
1: You ready to start talking?
7: Maybe, maybe they was here.
1: How long ago? Uh,
7: early this morning.
1: Did they say where they were heading? No, no, they didn't say Come on, Mousy. Let's
7: go. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I. I. Okay. Okay, Ranger. They're going to Gulf City.
6: Well, it sounds like they're going to try their luck with a seaport
1: for a change, Jason. Yeah. Which cafe will they be working, Mousy?
7: Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, she and Charlie were talking about it. They, they figured they'd decide when they get there. Come on, Clay. Oh, I don't know. I asked Charlie a little, Ranger. you, you got to believe me. If I'd have known, I'd have tore you right off.
1: I'll bet. Next time, just be more careful about who you invite for coffee. I phoned the Gulf City chief of police and asked him to stake out his men in every cafe where Lil might be expected. As soon as one of them spotted her, he was to keep an eye on her and phone the chief's office. Then Clay and I headed for Gulf City. Yeah, just 20 more miles to Gulf City, Jace. Yeah. We ought to make it before dark. The chief's men on the job. It shouldn't be too hard to spot Lil. Our problem's to take Lil and Charlie together. We'll have to set a trap, Clay. I don't follow you. As soon as we get to Gulf City, I'm going to borrow a pair of dungarees and a denim shirt. What for? So I can pose as a seaman who's just been paid. Walk into the cafe where Lil is and try and get her to pick me up. Well, let's say she does. Then what? Then she'll lead us to Charlie Bond. But, Jay's Charlie's a killer. You won't be able to carry a gun in that seaman's outfit. Uh But you'll have a gun. And you'll be tailing me from the minute Lil and I leave the cafe. Well, yeah, I hope it works. Not half as much as I do, Clay. Not half as much. We arrived at Gulf City around 7 o'clock. I outlined my plan to the chief, and he arranged for some seamen's clothes. I changed into dungarees, and then Clay and I settled down in the office to wait. 10 o'clock... Maybe she's not going to show tonight. i give her time. She's probably waiting till the cafes fill up. So it won't be so noticeable when she walks out with her latest sucker. If only tonight, that's going to be you. If things work our way, there'll be two other suckers tonight. Lil and Charlie Bond. If things work our way. I still don't like it, Jason. You got a better idea? No, I reckon not. <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter? Yeah, it's not really funny, but I can't get over you in that seaman's outfit. You look like you haven't spent a day on land in ten years. And just so it convinces Lil. And it ought to. I'm convinced, and I know you. I'll get it.
2: Ranger Morgan. Where? Yeah, right away. Come on, Lil. The anchor cafe. Let's go, sailor.
1: <laughs> the cafe was crowded with seamen when I walked in. I spotted Lila at the corner table and passed her on my way to the counter. Took out a wad of bills and made sure she could see them, and then I asked the proprietor for change to play the box. I put in a nickel, and when I turned around, she was standing on my shoulder.
3: Hello, sailor. Hi. You like music, huh?
1: Uh-huh. We don't get to hear much aboard ship.
3: You off one of the tankers? Yeah. What's your name? Jack. Jack. That's a real nice name. Mine's Lil. Buy me a beer, Jack?
1: Sure. Come on over.
3: Um, I hope you don't think I did wrong coming up to you and speaking first. I'm glad you did. One beer
1: and coffee, please.
3: But don't you drink beer? Yes, sometimes. Oh, I knew when you came in you'd be nice to talk to. I was right, too.
1: It's funny. I was thinking the same thing when I saw you.
3: Were you? I didn't even know you'd noticed me. Oh, with that pretty red hair and... How
1: oh, did I miss you? Yeah, I know.
3: Gee, I wish we could dance in here. So do I. Hey, I got an idea. A few friends of mine are having a party tonight. Why don't we go? We could dance there.
1: I couldn't go in these work clothes.
3: Oh, that won't make any difference. Come on, Jack.
1: Well... Don't you want to wait for your beer?
3: There'll be plenty at the party. Come on.
1: Okay. Forget that beer and coffee. Maybe I ought to go back to the ship and change into some better clothes. I
3: told you, it won't make any difference. My friends won't care. Which way? Right down here. Sure, I'm glad I met you tonight.
1: Yeah, me too. Only I wish we'd met a long time before this.
3: You see, I was right. You are nice. Oh, we'd take a shortcut through here.
1: Oh, freight yards? hmm
3: My friends live right on the other side. This'll save us a couple of miles of walking.
1: Well, if you say so.
3: It only takes a few minutes. How come you're so quiet all of a sudden?
1: Mm-hmm. I reckon I don't have much to say.
3: Well, I expect we'll have a lot to talk about before the evening's over. You mm-hmm. can
1: say that again.
3: Well, now, that's more like it. For a minute there, I was beginning to think you didn't like me. You scared of something, Leo? Well, of course not. Why? The way you're looking around, I... No, you don't. Slug him, Charlie. Slug
1: him. Give me that gun. Charlie, look out. Hey, uh, uh, grab the girl, Clay. I got this one. Yeah. Get your yeah.
7: hands off I
1: can't.
7: Hey, come on. Hey, come on. I, I
1: said give me that gun.
3: you. Charlie. You killed Charlie.
1: Yeah, he'll be all right.
3: You okay,
1: Jace? Yeah. Put the other pair of cuffs on Charlie. Sure.
3: Dirty, dirty cops.
1: Hey, you sure hit him hard, Chase. He's out cold in the fish. I
3: should have known you were a cop. I should have figured it out the minute I saw you.
1: Don't worry, Lil. You'll have plenty of time for figuring from now on.
0: In just a moment, we will tell you the results of the case you have just heard and now here are the results of the case you have just heard faced with ballistics proof
1: that his gun killed carl jessup charlie bond admitted shooting him and placing his body in a freight car bond and lil dunlop received life sentences in the penitentiary early in 1949 whitey holmes a vagrant dying of tuberculosis in the county hospital confessed that he and another man had thrown the body of Carl Jessup from a moving train, thus clearing up the unsolved element in
0: the case. Next week, Joel McRae in another authentic reenactment of a case from the files of the Texas Rangers. included Tony Barrett, Tom McKee, Brad Brown, Herb Ellis, Bob Sweeney, and Joan Banks. Technical advisor was Captain M.T. Lone Wolf Gonzalez of the Texas Rangers. This story was transcribed and adapted by Charles E. Israel, and the program was produced and directed by Stacy Pete. Hal Gibney speaking.